Welcome to the Fifth Estate. They bring you the story. We bring you the truth. The Fifth Estate is the news behind the headlines, holding those in power in check. And now, with the real story, here's Cameron Blewett. Good evening, Victoria, and thank you for joining me here on this. Where are we up to? Episode 68 of the Fifth Estate Podcast. Now, this one is a um, solely dedicated to uh, election policies. So um, this is thing, right? Have a look at the, some of the policies uh, that have been released in the lead up to the Victorian election and I honestly think we're in clown world. Um, just when I thought the policies couldn't get any more bizarre and ridiculous, uh, a new one gets released and it just goes, whoops, there you go. Sets the bar lower or higher, depending on which way you want to look at it. Um, but holy smoke, um, I I really don't know what to make out of this. All I can say is that I think that it's becoming evident that the established parties uh, have lost the plot uh, and that they're all just taking the mickey out of us. They're just creating policies. They're just saying, oh, we'll do this. They're not thinking about anything. They're just doing whatever they want and say, hey, yeah, this will go good. This will get me a couple of votes. I'll launch this policy. Um, but And, oh, no, so, you know what, that looks good. Oh, no, they did that, so well, let's do this. Um, so, yeah, it, it's the thing. I, I really do think that we're living in clown world. Um, I... I don't know what's going on. Um, so I, I think I might start with uh, – so what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a look – talk about a couple of them. I'm going to talk about the Watermelons, um, the ALP, the Lib Nats, uh, the LDP. Uh, they're the ones um, – I'm only going for them because they've got sitting, mem- sitting members. So uh, that's what they're taking to, uh, to, to, the, to the electorate, to the voters to try and get – uh, re-elected. Now, I'm not going to talk about uh, Reason Party because they haven't come out with anything new. Uh, it's just their same old BS. Um, same with Hinch's Justice Party. Transport Matters hasn't got anything new in there um, and, and all that sort of stuff. So we'll leave those ones alone. Uh, what else is there? Um, AJP's got nothing. Shoot a Fish and Farmers Party, uh, it's to come. Uh, sustainable Australia parties, yeah, it's there's nothing, nothing new listed on that. No uh, big announcements or anything like that. So I'll leave those ones alone. Uh, we won't talk about that one. So uh, let's kick it off. Who are we going to kick it off with? Um, let's go with the Liberal Democrats. Now, uh, when was it? Oh, about a week or two ago. Uh, David Limbrick did a Facebook Live where he turned around and said that uh, his uh, thing is to um, legalise cannabis. So he did a bit of a Facebook Live uh, walking around his office and, and all that sort of stuff and, and pretended to show their, you know, big things, which is, what was it, take control, leave it online or something like that uh, for that one. Now... Of all the things that he could have launched and made a um, platform on, I think this has to be the worst one. Now, uh, to just you know to get it all out there and to you know to be open and honest, uh, I do support 
or actually, no, I don't support. I do agree with the view of decriminalizing cannabis, um, though let's have a caveat on that. Not at this point in time because I don't think that the state is um, mature enough or responsible enough or have enough resources in place to handle those who will, um, you know, have problems with it and to those who need intervention programs and, and, and things like that. So obviously if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I'm, I'm bordering, bordering on, on the anarchistic side of things uh, that I think government should just get out of our way and let us be responsible adults and look after ourselves. It's not the government's job to keep us safe. It's not the government's job to tell us what to do or anything like that. The government's job is there to to essentially protect the rights that we've got. And these rights do not come from the government. They come from uh, being or, or, or an entity or whatever it is that is outside of government. So it, it's the thing, and, and this is it, you know, we... The government is there because of us. We're not, you know, the government's not there for us. For us? To control us or because of us or anything like that. Anyway, um, getting confused on that one. So going back to Limbrick's policy. Now, I think that this is, uh, he's running scared because of the region that he's in. Uh, I think that uh, the uh, cannabis parties and the hemp parties, he said too. How many parties are there? Currently registered parties. Uh, I think there was an announcement that there was like thirteen. Um, so maybe the health party. Greens. Okay, so um, there's no federally registered. Uh, sorry, state registered ones. Uh, so yeah, I think he's got. He, he's running scared by that. So he wants to put out a policy that will. Uh, suit those uh, closer to suburbia uh, types of people. Now, is it a good thing? Um, I don't think so. As I said, I don't think that the uh, state is, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think the state's ready for it. Um, I think that it's, uh, you know, it, it's something that should come later on when we're more mature, though, for that one. So when we have a look at his district, Southeast Metro, uh, there, there's a lot of districts there that, you know, maybe he's he's getting concerned that they're, those people in those areas um, are voting for more for the cannabis parties and the hemp parties and that's becoming an issue for them. So he wants to try and get a few more votes out of that. Now, why am I critical of this one? I'm critical of this policy because think of all the things that have happened in Victoria since uh, over the last four years, since 2018 election. This is what he wants to go with. Uh, why doesn't he turn around and turn, you know turn around and say, "Hey, listen, we're going to um, you know abolish abolish the Public Health Act, uh, or we're going to do this, um, or you know, there's something. Let's you know, let's let's break up Victoria Police." Um, for that, so but if we have a look at their their policy platform, it actually doesn't mention anything in that one. So the Victoria the Victorian state policy platform is honest government. So it's a bill of rights, emergency powers, safeguards, give integrity bodies real teeth, treat Victorians like adults. Unlike Victoria, in the nanny state, school choice, 
A prosperous Victoria, affordable energy, fast track 1 million new homes, debt and deficit. Now, under fast track new homes, everyone needs somewhere safe to live, yet there is an acute lack of appropriate affordable housing in Victoria. Complex and inefficient state and council planning processes cause delays in delivering new housing to the market and adds to housing costs. Similarly, stamp duty on land transfers is inefficient transactional tax that imposes significant social and economic burdens on homeowners. It harms social mobility, deterring people from relocating to homes that better suit their personal needs and is another financial barrier to home ownership. Current rates of growth, it is estimated that 1 million additional dwellings will be built in Victoria by 2040. Liberal Democrats seek to fast-track these million homes, increase the supply of housing and bring down the cost of ownership by scrapping stamp duty on all land transfers, simplifying planning approvals to fast-track residential builds Rezoning vacant land and removing unnecessary restrictions. Now, of of that, so okay, let's say let's just take that one. Fast tracking new homes. Why don't they go with? Hey, we're going to have a position of removing local government because Victorians are over governed. There's not enough people in Victoria to justify three levels of government. Actually, yeah, three levels of government. So federal, state, and local. Uh, there's not enough. So our plan is to save the Victorian taxpayer X amount of dollars by we will, you know, we will create them as community boards, uh, and they will do X, Y, Z. Everything else that they can't manage will be the responsibility of the state. So from there, so what? You know, what? that's something that they could go with. Then we know what they stand for. We know that hey, yes, this is going to actually improve life. It's going to make things more efficient. Uh, it's going to whatever it is, and yet he wants to launch about cannabis. Uh, and, you know, I, I've said in the past I think that he's um, a socialist in disguise. I'm actually continuing to think that he's not doing anything that uh, is making me change my opinion um, on that. So, uh, you know, good luck to him if he thinks that his brand that he's built up over, him and Tim Quilty built up over the last two years is going to uh, be strengthened by having a cannabis policy. Well, let's see. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what impact that policy has on Tim Quilty out in the, um, let's see, Northern Victoria, something like that, um, in the region that he's in. So, uh, you know, do the country folk... Uh, or regional folk have the same view as those in the areas that Limbrick is in on cannabis and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, it, it just baffles me. It shows that, as I said once again, it shows that I don't believe that they're a genuine libertarian party. Actually, I, 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 I don't even think that they can masquerade as a libertarian party um, because there's nothing in those three those three areas that I read out that could be, um, maybe you could say in the nanny state. Um, there you go. Liberal Democrats will seek to reduce nanny state intrusions and remove legal restrictions and penalties for victimless crimes, <laughs> such as cannabis possession and vaping. Increase speed limits where it's safe to do so. We'll store agency to adults and ensure police resources are directed, to, uh, directed towards combating serious crime. Um. Yeah. So maybe you could say that. Um. Right. Yeah. It. it hmm. Anyway. 
Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that they haven't learnt anything. They haven't matured over the last couple of years. Uh, the uh, amount of resources or the resources that they do have and, and the amount of um, attention that they got over the last couple of years, they could have used that in a far better way than what they're doing now. Um, it just seems to me that you know they want to uh, you know to to a certain extent um, say that you know you know and, and this is just my interpretation is that they're, they're looking at it that hey you know the um, group of people who are opposed to the draconian measures over the last couple of years have raised their profile. And elevated them to a position that they wouldn't have got to without that. Though now that they're at that profile, they're turning their back on them and you know looking to uh, attract attention or attract votes from a particular, uh, a, a different demographic. Um. So so yeah, we'll just have to have to wait and see what happens with that one. But yeah, I, I think that this one's just bonkers. Um, of all the things that he could have launched with, that's what he wants to talk about. Um, I just, I, it, it doesn't make any sense to me um, unless he's, you know, concerned that there's going to be, um, you know, other parties that will have a platform that could take his votes on, you know, his votes um, for that one. So, anyway, um, I think I'll just leave it that one because. I don't want people to think that I'm bashing the the um, LDP all the time. Uh, I just think that they're, which I'm not. Um, I just don't like that they, you know, far too many people believe that they're a libertarian party when they're not. Um, they may have um, classical liberal policies and views, and I, I don't think they're the libertarian um, for that one. So yes, so going from that end. Uh, of the spectrum, let's swing the pendulum all the way back to the fascistic left and we will talk about the Victorian watermelons, I mean, sorry, the Victorian Greens. Now, there was a, their policy came out a couple of days ago is that they want to end cars, ban the sale of petrol cars by 2030. So, what are we in now? 2022. So, you invite them in. In eight years, you won't be able to buy a new car. It'll have to be an electric vehicle. And with the uh, power station closings down in 2030 and everything like that, is there going to be anything for us to power our vehicles by? Um, we've seen a, um, you know, overseas uh, when particular, I won't say extremes, but more um, uh, abnormal weather, um, such I think there was, um, was it heat or cold heat um, going through in California and all that sort of stuff. Uh, they were told not to charge your electric vehicles at night time. And then there were other another state where because they've had smart thermostats installed that the smart thermostat has uh, someone's got control of it and turned around and said, nope, we're going to bump the temperature no, down, down, because they're looking oh, – no, up, sorry, because they're looking at cooling the place so it bumps it up. Anyway, whatever it is, we're just going to change it to from what you set to our standard that we believe. Now, this is the thing. As I've said, 
all these smart things are just there to control. It's just a way to control you. Uh, now, there was a thing, so let's have a look at it. Um, the electric vehicle policy from the Greens is scrap Labor's tax on electric vehicles, solar cars, providing EV powers, uh, EV owners two-way charges to power your house with your car and your car from your solar. Affordable electric vehicles with an eco bonus of up to $15,000 to make the switch from polluting cars to electric vehicles. Over 1,000 more EV charges so you can charge your EV no matter where you live. No new petrol car sales from 2030. A jobs industry and innovation fund to kickstart Victoria's local EV industry. Now, once again, for those of you who have been listening for a while, um, we know that there's so much of this EV technology that we are um, beholden to the uh, to, to China, whether it's the manufacturer of the batteries, the manufacturer of the solar panels, the manufacturer of, of widgets and whatever else goes in there. Um, so at this point in time, I don't think that we should be actually doing anything that gives China more economic power than they already have. In fact, I believe that we should be looking at moving away from our reliance on China uh, because, you know, what, I we don't know what's going to be happening over the next couple of years and, um, yeah, it's 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 one of those things is that are they an ideological, ideological enemy to uh, Western countries? Um, you know what, so should we be giving the enemy all this money? Um, but anyway, I will leave a bit of a rant about that um, for a later one, uh, like everything else uh, for that. But yeah, it, this is the thing. Um, okay, $15,000. Um, okay, we, the Greens want to abolish stamp duty and offer up to $15,000 for electrical ve- electric vehicle purchases under $77,565. Now... I don't think you can get many for under that one or, you know, any decent ones for under that price. Um, they're also going to remove Labor's current road user charge. Uh, that was something that was um, agreed to. Actually, I think they agreed to that zero emissions bill when that came through Parliament um, because that had a whole lot of other stuff attached to it, um, even uh, the, the usual um, suspects for that have supported all the Andrews regime bills like um, Reason and uh, Animal Justice Party have supported that bill. So that's the bill that allows the government to inspect your odometer anytime that they want. Um, you will get taxed on your vehicle mileage, kilometres, kilometre rate, uh, regardless of whether those kilometres were driven in Victoria or interstate. So let's say you, you, know, you drive to the border... Um, and then you go and drive, you know, two or 3,000 k's around outside of, you know, in New South Wales or Queensland or wherever else you're going. Um, when it comes back, when you come back to Victoria, then you can get taxed on it. Um, they can inspect it. You have to fill out all this other BS for it. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's not something that's good. Um, any legislation that the government passes lately hasn't been good for anyone uh, for that one. So, you know what, I... You know what, I do agree with them removing that. Um, I don't think that there should be any sort of uh, tax. Um, yeah, put a toll in, but don't put a tax in. So if you don't use the road or you don't drive on those roads, then you shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't be lumped with it um, for that one. So 
Yeah, it, it's the thing. So the, the rest of their policy it more talks along the lines of um, where are we? Um, for many who don't own property, the Greens have proposed right to charge laws, giving renters the right to install a home charging station without a landlord's say. So, um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the proposal also incentivizes a return of Australian manufacturing, suggesting a target of 3,000 electric buses made in Victoria and incentives to get 5,000 more EVs into government fleets. The run-on effect of government fleet EVs should equate to more affordable second-hand electric vehicles on the market too. Um, this is this is poorly thought out. Uh, they're just doing their thing is, you know, to uh, put control on people. Uh, you know, you've got electric vehicles. So, you know, most of these um, electric vehicles are hooked up to the internet, so that is... Uh, obviously to download updates the firmware and all that sort of stuff that they can do it over the internet. So who's to stop them turning around and saying, oh, no, sorry, your ESG score is too high. You can't drive your vehicle. We couldn't charge it overnight um, for that. So, yeah, it, it's just too many, too many things, too many um, – it's going to create more problems than it's going to solve uh, for that one. So – you know what, this uh, – so, okay, let's talk about it, China. Let's say, okay, ban new car sales from uh, – new petrol car sales from 2030. So let's say – where are we now, 2022? Let's say four years' time, halfway between it, um, China decides to annex Taiwan. What do we do? What do we do? Do we, do we um, push back or do we turn around and say to China, yep, that's all right, you can annex Taiwan, that's fine. Um, from that one and then what's going to happen there? Uh, what happens if they decide to turn around and say, you know what, no, we don't like what you're doing. We're just going to push the prices up on these things. I mean, have a look, um, OPEC has reduced the um, their output of um, oil production from down to was it 2 million barrels a day or something like that. Uh, so that's going to have a cascading effect of, um, you know, pushing up um, fuel prices. So what's going to happen when China turns around and says, no, we're going to charge you more for our fan blades that we make or we're going to charge you more for the batteries or, hey, you know what, these rare earth minerals, um, no, you know what, I think they're worth more. So we're not going to supply you. We'll go and supply someone else. Um, what's going to happen That Should we, you know, we, we shouldn't be in a, be, no political party in Australia should be having any policy that puts us into a... Um, predicament where re re we are reliant upon um, countries who have the potential to be a a or even are um, an enemy of ours, 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 us um, for that one. So, but yeah, this is it, it's just bonkers what they're doing. Um, though, yeah, it, it's just for, for some reason why people keep voting for the watermelons. I've got no idea. Um, I think it's time that people start waking up and, and realising that they're not the saviours. It's all about um, control. They're just helping bring in um, some sort of um, revolution uh, that they're, they're 
you know, bring in and then once that's brought in that's destabilised everything, uh, I think it's going to be a matter of, yep, um, they're just useful idiots. Uh, talking about useful idiots, we're going to move on to the Liberal Party. Now, Matthew Guy on Monday turned around and said, hey, we're going to implement safety measures. What we're going to do is we're going to put 75 PSOs, the Protective Services Officers, into hospitals. So they're going to a two-year trial to support the recruitment, training and deployment of 75 new Victoria Police Protective Services Officers to provide around-the-clock immediate response support from external mobile stations located at or adjacent to five of Melbourne's busiest public hospitals will improve the safety and security for all staff, patients and visitors. PSOs will be able to respond to calls from help calls for help from their mobile stations and provide immediate support to hospital staff or police to assist with mental health patients or those influenced by drugs or and alcohol. Importantly, this measure will free up police resources by allowing them to return to normal operational duties. Um, and not surprisingly, the AMA's turned around and bagged it out. Um, I think this is just a, a, a absolutely ridiculous one. Um, it just shows you that the Liberal Party has lost the plot uh, and the National Party has to go along with it because they're part of the coalition. So, yeah, they've lost the plot now. I, mean, I don't think Matthew Guy knows what he's doing anymore. He just has a brain fart one day. Hey, you know what? Yes, let's do that. Let's put people with guns into hospitals. But you know what? They are going to protect the nurses, but then what happens when the nurses leave? Well, and hospital staff. No, you can't be protected when you're outside and it's just like, oh, man, it's a thing. So, and remember, this is the thing of, of these governments is that, hey, yes, while you're in the hospital, we'll get people with guns there to protect you, but when you go home, no, you have to wait an hour for someone with a gun to come and turn up because we don't think that you're reliable enough or we don't think that you're trustworthy enough to have a gun to protect yourself. Um, so, yeah, it, it's... It's stupidity. Um, I yeah, I really don't know what they were thinking. Um, I, as I said, I think that it, it's it's just showing that the Liberal Party has lost the plot. Um, and and so yeah, I don't know, man. Um, and only why those five hospitals? What happens to a hospital that um, maybe you know a regional hospital or you know a, a hospital that's not. Um, the Royal Melbourne, Dandenong, Box Hill, Frankston or Sunshine. What happens to, um, uh, what is it, the Northern Hospital here? Um, what happens there? You know, the uh, emergency department there, someone goes bonkers and, and does something. What about that? Can someone injured there turn around and, and um, you know, take uh, legal action or something like that against the, the government, if the Liberal National Party get in um, and saying, hey, you know what, you could have put the trial here because these are the history of assaults and, and um, you know, confrontational episodes for that. But then also the other thing with that is why are we putting people like that in hospitals? And, and I'm not talking about the PSOs. I'm, I'm talking about what has happened to society where um, those who are... Um, uh, are having mental health issues that they have to go to a hospital, you know, the emergency department. You know, what has happened to the, you know, instead of, of them turning around and saying, oh, yeah, we're going to have people with guns in there 
to to stop that, why not turn around and say, hey, we're going to create a dedicated mental health wing or mental health hospital and I'm not calling an asylum or anything like that or an institution um, where these people can get help. Uh, that's what we should be doing. Instead of turning around and saying, hey, yep, we'll put people with guns in there um, for that. So it, it's, I don't know, I, I just think that the Liberal Party is trying to out out social out being out socialist they're trying out socialist the labor party um so yeah it, it's i don't know it, it's just shows you that they've all lost the plot um now speaking of losing the plot dan andrews he's turned around and said hey you know there was that that um taco meme where it was um suburban rail loop or um improved health why not have both uh, this is just the Andrews regime just writing checks, writing checks. They don't care where the money comes from. They don't even care who's going to pay for it. They're just going to write checks. Let's just buy this. Let's just buy it. Yeah, we'll spend money here. We'll throw money there. They're doing, why not just, you know, do the big Oprah thing. Everyone gets a car. You get a car. You get a car. Um, for that, it's just, yeah, it, it really baffles me and the corrupt corporate press is not calling them on it. They're not turning around saying, hey, how are you going to pay for this? How many generations of our children or, our, you know, our families, like, is it our children? I know our children are still going to be paying for it. My grandkids will probably be paying for it and I certainly hope my grand, my great-grandkids aren't going to be paying for all this bullshit that's going on um, for that. So it's the thing. If only we had a decent corporate press who could – you know, hold these people to account and say, listen, that's fine. You want to spend $75 billion on that. You want to spend another billion dollars on that. You want to spend another couple of million dollars on that. Where's the money coming from? Um, you know what? And, you know, they, they, they were saying that um, uh, recruitment quotas for Victoria Police is down. So how are they going to find another 75 PSOs? Um, you know, why would you want to go through the process to be a PSO? Why not just go through the process to become a sworn officer? Um so it's just, I don't know, it's, and, you know, and that's the thing, I'd, I'd love to see, get rid of the PSOs for a start, um, you know, because it, it should either be, a, a, you know, a police officer or, or not. Um, you know, I'd love to see the powers or the um, overreach of Victoria Police wound back and have them deal solely with law enforcement roles, get them out of licensing and regulation because that's not something that, has anything to do with law enforcement, um, you know, investigation or preventing crime or anything like that. It's just a way that the government control it by, oh, yeah, we'll put it under police. Um, so, yeah, it, it's that. Um, did I miss anyone else? Nope, that was that, I think. Yeah, as I said, um, Transport Matters has nothing. It's all transport-related. Uh, there's a homelessness one. Um Bus services environment, and surprise, surprise, they suburb, support the suburban rail loop. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. How, how are you going to decide who to vote for in November? Um, obviously, these established parties have got no idea. Um, you know, it's all just about spending money. It's not about uh, increasing or decreasing barriers to entry to business. It's not about increasing, you know, improving the prosperity of this state or anything like that. It's all about, hey, yes, let's just, let's just print money. Let's just print some money. We can always borrow it from someone, um, until the time that we can't. Then what happens when all these loans get called in? We have to start paying it back. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's the thing, man. Uh, it really does surprise me. I've I've got no idea how these people think that. Yep, they can with a straight face introduce policies like they have, and you know think that people are just gonna swallow it. And but then again, hey, we have. Um, how many people have pushed it? Um, you know, how many people? How many? How many in the media have pushed back on this? Uh, and turned around and said, "No, you know what? No. How are you going to pay for it? We don't. You know, how are you going to pay for it, Dan? How are you going to pay for it, Matt? Um, and yet, no one's saying anything like that. They're just turning around and saying, "Yep, oh, that's good. We'll give you some talking points uh, for that one." So, anyway, um. I think that I might leave it there at this one. Um, as I said, this was just a um, polit- political one, just dedicated to some of the policies announcements. There's bound to be more as we get through, and especially when the government goes in take caretaker mode and all that sort of stuff um, for that one. Though one thing that I do want to close off with is that Supreme Leader, Supreme Leader Andrews has turned around and said that the pandemic declaration is not going to be renewed from Wednesday next week though there will still be some jab 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 mandates uh in force so hey we always knew he was going to do it uh especially you know a month before the election he wants everyone to forget about all the bullshit that he's done over the last two years and the draconian measures um and you know being locked in your house for 23 hours a day being not allowed to go more than five k's from your home from police you know the the constant patrols from the police helicopter. He wants us to forget all about that uh, for that one. So, yeah, make sure you don't, people. Make sure you don't vote for any of the the, the, the daft parties that, that are losing the plot. Um, how you vote, as I said, is entirely up to you. But one thing I do want to make clear now is that if you vote for the Liberal Party, the Labor Party, the Greens, the National Party, is that all? Or the Liberal Democrats, when things go to shit in the next four years, I don't want to hear you bitching and moaning um, unless you've made a concerted effort to to do it. And I'm not talking about, oh, yeah, you know what, I voted them number one, but I gave my preferences to the freedom parties or the freedom movement. Oh, no. Your, your, pre, your first preference needs to go to uh, get away from them. Um, and have a look, actually, have a look when the uh, voting cards are released. Have a look where the preferences flow. Okay, so just just be aware of that um, for that one. So, yeah, it's the thing. Yeah, if you vote for any of them, I I don't want to hear anything, any complaining from you from the next the next four years when things go to crap, um, because hey, you brought it on yourself. So anyway, on that cheerful note, I think I'm going to end it here and say thanks for listening, and I look forward to have you join me on the next one. So until then, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Fifth Estate, the news behind the headlines. Until the next episode of The Fifth Estate releases, we'd love for you to leave a review wherever you go to for quality podcasts. And we'll keep holding those in power in check.